You want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that. The art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. Here's the truth. When you bring your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader, the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast in our online classes at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're gonna hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the acting podcast from the BGB studio. BGB master teacher Sydney Walsh and I had a fantastic conversation while she cooked, which she does with such ease and love. And our talks are always so nurturing and insightful. Lots of aha moments for me. And just like cooking, as an actor, you have to be able to create space and time to prepare your meal and allow it to simmer and grow into something delicious. Just as for your self-tape or audition. Being fully present in order to allow your imagination to inform what you create and be in the process of making something new and inspired each time. You have to allow each take, each dish to unveil itself in the moment, accepting and inviting that it will be different and fresh every time and trusting the process of cooking it and thus enabling a more profound, pure and inventive creation. So we really hope that you take some great recipe making away from this conversation as it pertains to your auditions, your self-tapes, your work, your art overall, and your life. Enjoy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, so what are you? I, mean, it's so, I feel very lucky to be able to talk to you just like this. I really do. How come? Because we do a lot of, we see each other a lot, like on Zoom and in class and in meetings and things like that and emails, but like, there's something just nice about having a conversation. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I think we've learned to do this in person on Zoom where it does feel intimate and connected. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's beyond the telephone. I remember when I was a kid watching the Jetsons, this feels very Jetsons. (laughs) Like, uh, remember the Jetsons and like, like they'd have a picture of the person and they would talk to them on the screen. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I can sing in their own kitchen. George Jetson. Yeah. Yeah. Daughter Judy. Yeah. Yeah. Jane, his wife. So this is my Jetsons. I I just, I, I like it. I'm, I'm in my house. I can, I feel like I'm closer to you too. I'm not holding a phone. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. So what are you stirring there? I am making, um, uh, so I'm making sauteed mushrooms because we've been watching, okay, so we've been, (laughs) this is how I'm surviving. Yeah. We've been watching Stanley Tucci. Oh, in Italy. Oh my God. Good. 
It's Have you so seen good. it? Yes, I'm watching. Okay. I did not. I didn't watch the. I watched the first two with Gracie, but because we, she and I are watching it together, we're waiting. So I haven't watched the last two. Okay, you'll be so happy. It's not over yet. And last week they made um, steak, Florentine steak, and like, it's not you know it's not brain surgery or anything, but it's like the best piece of meat you've ever seen. Grilled perfectly, salt, pepper, olive oil, a little lemon, and you're in heaven. So we're having steak tonight because I want, I kind of want to try and make some bistecca fiorentina, or however you say it. And and I like mushrooms a lot, and I like to saute them. And so this is garlic and shallots. Here, I'll show you. Can you see? Oh yes. Oh yes. And olive oil and butter. And, um, and then I'm gonna throw the mushrooms in and, and cook them till they're dead, basically. Like till they're crispy and like brown. You don't wanna crowd the pan because uh, mushrooms don't like to be crowded. I didn't know that. They do not like crowds. Okay. It's just, it's too much uh, water. It's not enough, they need room. So, um, so I'm gonna use two different kinds. I'm gonna use baby bellas and some white button mushrooms. Also, a lot of times in our house, things end up in the fridge and I'm like, okay, we're using all this up. So I'll just make a bunch of mushrooms and then we'll eat them for three days with other things. Oh, that's fantastic. I love mushrooms. Yeah. I love mushrooms. And soup. And then, okay. And then at the end, once they're all brown and crispy and amazing, I'm going to put in some thyme. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll put in um, Worcestershire sauce. Sometimes I'll put in balsamic vinegar. I'm not sure I'm going to do either of those today. I may not do the acid thing. I may just leave it kind of French, thyme, butter, garlic. That's great. Have you ever worked, have you ever cooked with coconut aminos? Yes. We just started using those. And like now my Renee, who does a lot of the cooking here, most yeah. of the cooking is like obsessed and their coconut aminos are in everything. And they're so, they're such a great sort of umami. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah. I also like coconut oil because it, it immediately makes everything taste like, oh, I, I could never have made this taste this way without this coconut oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's really great. nice. That's great. Um, so for those of you who are watching, Sydney and I have done a couple of Instagram lives about cooking and acting about the, 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 the comfort, the, the nurturing, the artistry of cooking and and how that correlates with your creative life and your artistry and what it means to bring food to the table, you, bring yourself to the food and all that stuff. So um, we're having a more in-depth conversation in a more intimate way than Instagram Live and um, here, and, and, but bringing food back into it. So what is that? what does food mean to you and how it correlates with art and life and, and, and community and nurture and self-care and self-expression, all that stuff. It will, it's like everything. <laughs> um, food, is, <laughs> food is everything. One of the things I, I, I'm noticing in this time of, uh, you know, the COVID times is that I, I have to make time every day that, that's set aside from rushing around, doing things, getting, you know, working, whatever it is to, to practice, to, to make something, to, to be fully present chopping garlic and, and making these mushrooms or whatever it is. And frankly, I, I did a lot of the prep before I got on the Zoom with you because I do like um, the preparation. And 
I guess what I would say is, and it's the same as gardening, like I've become a bit of a gardener over this period of time. And I like, go out and I talk to my plants, like <laughs> I talk to my cats, I talk to my plants. And I, I think there's something about being in real time and making something and watching it change, grow in the garden, grow uh, food, you know, cooks, it takes time, it's slow. You have to slow down. You have to have intention when you do it. Mm. Like my husband, Clay, when he cooks, I, I have to tell him, like, don't leave the stove. Like you can't be doing 17 other things. You have to be here. And, and there's something about that um, that I really like. And it's, and it's sort of part of what it is that we do as actors in class, in our, in our process is, is really being present is, is, staying in a slow process that will end up being something. You don't know what it's going to be. I mean, these mushrooms are going to be different from the other mushrooms I've cooked before, but there's also something about the familiarity of the pans I have. I don't have a lot of kitchen stuff, but I have the right kitchen stuff for what I do. And, um, and my tools are, you know, my spoons, my, my pans, my stuff is, essential to me and i i literally this pan no one can have this pan this is my you know and there's something about that so it's a daily ritualistic process i make food every day i cook for our family every day and um and it grounds me you know i love what you're saying and for the first time I, I'm seeing this correlation, and I know this is going to sound weird because it's not the first thing on my mind, but the way you're talking about prepping and, and, and cooking, both the familiarity and ritual of it, and also the, the, the newness of it being in the moment and happening for the very first time, it's what an audition or self-tape is. It's the same. It really is. And bringing yourself to it with the knowledge that you have some tools, like you know, oh, I need, like you always say, I need my ring light, I need my background, I need my camera, I need all the things that you're supposed to have. Like we we urge people to set up a, a safe ritual space for themselves to make their self-tapes so they don't have to reinvent it every single time. And it seems to bring on more self-tapes. Like the more people do that, the more self-tapes they they get in their, in their email inbox. Um, and, and, you know, we have that in the garage and it's really, I love that we have a place to go and find out what that scene is made of. Like, I don't, I never know what it is until I find out. And yeah, I know how to cook mushrooms, but you know, every time I do something, it's got, it's new. Like, yeah. even though I know how to cook these mushrooms, I didn't have to look it up or anything. It's not a, it's pretty effortless. Yeah. It's the same as the as the the process of of putting together an audition or a self tape. It's I I know there's words involved. I have to connect. I have to listen. I have to be present, and so much can get in the way of that mm. if I'm not just there. Yeah. So cooking for me is another way to just yoga, the garden, sitting with my cats, is is really a way to just get present. And and that's a lot because I think what happens in, in a self-tape or an audition often for actors is that presence is the last thing that happens. And exactly. it's often if it's all and it's often forgotten, that beautiful just being. And, but also when you're talking about creating this thing, like what if you could really bring that creative energy and process 
to the self-tape or the audition and not feel like it is a, a chore. For me, honestly, cooking is scary because sure. I just I just haven't done it most of my life. I, I married and, I and that literally Risa, the exact opposite. My grandma taught me to cook. And my mom, my I was a latchkey kid. My parents got divorced when I was seven. And I was like, my mom's the worst cook. God rest her soul. Worst cook ever. Because yeah. she didn't want to, you know, that wasn't what she wanted to do. Yeah. And it's great. And yeah. she was a, you know, she worked every day and she was a feminist and she didn't need to be fucking cooking, excuse my language. But I did. I wanted to cook and I would I would go to the green grocer on the corner of, you know, 16th Street and Third Avenue and go get greens. I was a kid and I was just obsessed and I figured it out. Mm because I wanted us to eat good food and like, I haven't stopped. So this is not like, oh, I decided to learn to cook. I, I really came out of necessity and then it became just something I do. Yeah. And I, I do believe that self tapes are a necessity and it, it has to be just become something that you know how to do. That's right, yeah. And that the process and the, the, the sense of presence and your discoveries and exploration and all the things that happen that, are, that we love about acting are the only thing that you're focused on when you make yourself tape. Yeah, because you know that you have that great pan that you can rely on. Right, the pan, the camera, the ring light, the background, the, it, this is my thing, this is yeah. my shtick. You know, they're not comparing people's backgrounds. They're just not. Yeah, well, we've talked we've talk about all yeah. the time and, I, and people are so scared of that. And I get, I get why, because sometimes, especially lately, the directions that are going out are so absolute, you know, that it's like, but, but they told me that I have to have a neutral background or a gray background, not a blue one anymore, but a gray one. And they told me, and, and, and so, you know, you give up, you're, you're give up the, the, the beautiful work in, in favor of trying to create this generalized and in arbitrary space that means absolutely nothing. And, and I don't expect that people trust that right away, but I just always say, what if, what if you trusted that? What if you just trusted that and tried that for once? You know, I, I just, I love this analogy between the making, the creating, the, you know, being present, experimenting with things that the, that the mushrooms will be different every time. So like even in this Stanley Tucci show where they talk about like, I don't know if you saw the episode where they talked about like the poverty in Italy yeah. that people lived in, in, you know, the Renaissance it, 20 years ago, whenever it, it, the necessity of making food came out of, this is all we have, we're going to figure it out. And their food is simple the most delicious food for me in the world it is yeah and it, they know how to take something and you know render it into something else that is divine and it's simple it's like four ingredients tomato sauce that's what blew me away when i watched i think the pizza yeah. episode was, yes. was like why are these four ingredients by made by this guy so much better and, and and then then the four ingredients that are made, you know, at the local pizza place in Van Nuys. And I think that must have to do with the purity of it, you know? The purity and the and the willingness to be simple. Yeah. Like not don't put sugar on the cake. <laughs> you yeah. don't need any more sugar on that cake. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Or to come as you are. Like I am I am coming from not poverty, but like the poor theater, like in Peter Brook's book, 
towards a, towards a poor theater. Oh no, that's sorry, that's George Grotowski. But in Peter Brook's book, um, he talks about the poor theater that people would roll a rug out and just here we are, and here's and like that's the best theater in the world. It's yeah, because it's it, the purest right here, the, Yeah, you and me. There, I I saw Peter Brook's Carmen in New York in the eighties, and I was sitting on the stage and. There was, you know, dirt on the stage and 10 actors and like I was in it and it was the best thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that, again, trusting that because that's all that we want is is for you to show up in your purest, most authentic, you know, present self and 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 be revealed through the story. And that's all that matters. Exactly. And forget the blue background because that has actually been put there for you to forget. I understand the value of that. I understand why it's being suggested because so many actors are are had been or have been struggling with what their background should be, and they're in a you know, and, and they can't be seen and they can't be distinguished from it. And so, and honestly, I've spoken to many casting people who really believe that they're supposed to recreate their audition room. And so their audition room has a blue or gray background. They want to present all of the stuff looking the same because they think that some studio executive told them that they should, everything should look the same. You can't have, you know, 50 self tapes with different backgrounds. And so they get, they get scared and they don't, and there are no rules that every single casting person I've spoken to has said, we're just figuring it out. We're learning this. We don't know what this is. It's changing. It's morphing. No, nobody, no, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And so this is their attempt to have some sense of control and uniformity when neither of those things is ne is needed, quite the opposite. And so actors can't really take on that control and uniformity because we don't want you to look like everybody else or be like everybody else. We don't you're not. Because you're not, you're literally not like everybody else. Yeah. Just like your mom said, you, there's nobody like you. I, I'm going to make myself tape and I'm not going to worry about whether this is blue or gray. I'm going to worry about how I serve this piece. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. And like, what would that be like? You know? Freedom. That's, that's what creators showrunners, executives, ultimately, but um, directors, writers, producers, that's what they are, they want to find you in this and figure out where that correlates with their vision of this or how you can help them find their vision. And, and when you do that, like not only do you actually give something and get something in return ultimately wherever and however it manifests but that's that's where the freedom comes from you get down to what really matters you get down to the work that fills you up that lights you up that makes you finish your hour or whatever however time you spend in your self-tape experience going oh well that was free and fun and joyful and 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 i made something and i made something and i made something today yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. And I also think that, you know, just to get to the idea of being in a space with other people, um, here, I'm going to show you this for a second. So oh, good, 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 good. Where we've, where we've gotten to. Oh, wow. You know, it's hard probably to see the little burnt parts, but they're kind of a little burnt, which is, you know, brown and crispy, which is how I like them. So how much liquid do you use? Yeah. Not much. So you, you put in like a glug of olive oil and like some butter. And what happens if you cook these down and cook these down is that the liquids kind of goes away and you get down to the sticky kind of things sticking to the bottom of the pan, which is why you might want to take some Worcestershire or some balsamic and kind of deglaze mm. your pan a little bit. And then that lifts up all the brown bits. Um, 
I'm not sure I'm going to do that because sometimes I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't want that acid thing. Mm. Uh, you, said, you said something about mushrooms don't like to be crowded, but it looks like there are, a lot, a lot there are a lot of mushrooms in here, but there's a, this pan has enough room for all these mushrooms. So good. Um, so, so getting to space and sacred space that, um, having a place to be where you're making your work on an ongoing basis. And I, I want to talk about the wilderness for a second, because I, I, you asked me to think about this when, uh, when, when, when we decided to meet and you said, you know, think about how you want to talk about why, why take a scene lab class? Why, why do that? If you're, if you're, all you're doing is making self tapes and I'm going to go to an audition and all this stuff. Why do that? And, you know, when I was around, um, uh, 32 and, um, and I'd worked a bunch, like I literally had a big fat resume at 32 and I was proud of it, but I, but I was really struggling with how I felt about myself and my process and my sense of ownership of what it is this is to to, to say, I'm an actor and this is my career. This is what I do, you know, because there's a lot of people who will tell you like, that's a bad thing to choose. Like I, I heard it all the time when I was growing up, not from my parents, but like, you know, you're not gonna, you're gonna be a doctor, right? You're not gonna be, you're gonna do something serious, like help the world, please. And I think we help the world, <laughs> I really do. I think we help the world in so many ways, especially right now, you know, just by having something to watch that's truthful or funny or moving or whatever it is, you know, actors step into worlds and, and illuminate and hold the mirror up to nature. And there's something absolutely invaluable about that. So I feel, I feel a real sense of, you know, um, pride in, in this, in this craft. And I wasn't feeling that when I was 32 years old, I was feeling like I was over the hill. I was told I was old. Wow. Yeah. I was told to get my boobs done. I was told all kinds of stuff that was just incredibly uh, unsupportive and, and, and out of line. And, you know, again, a long time ago, 80s, early 90s. And I, I needed something else. I needed another feeling. And so I went back to class. I didn't know what else to do. I just thought, okay, I'm never going to get to play um, Maggie the cat or, um, or Hedda or any of these roles that I really believe are my responsibility to, to show up for. Like, I think I should know those plays. I think I should know those roles um, or any other, like Carol Coutrere in um, Orpheus Descending or whatever. And I, I went back to class and worked on Pinter and Ibsen and, and Tennessee Williams and anything I could get my hands on and Arthur Miller that would make me feel like an actor, that made me feel like I did not know how to do it and I had to figure it out. And there's something, Lisa, about being in the wilderness and then throwing yourself into some more wilderness that really just helped me. It helped me to feel strong and sturdy again. It helped me to get back to, oh yeah, this is why I do this. Um, and, you know, 
there's a lot of Hollywood stuff that's out of our control. You're, you're old at 32, you need bigger boobs, all these dumb, stupid things that are disgusting. And what can you do? But um, you can go back to class and you can own your, your process. You can own your artistry. You can step into your power. And so from that moment on, and literally since I was 32 years old and I'm gonna be very old soon, um, I have felt such pride of ownership. Like this is what I do. Whether they let me do it or not for money, whether, you know, whether the people at Warner Brothers want me to be on their show, whether this director wants me in their movie, whether I get to do this play, I feel like I am always, always walking towards my process. And that's it. That's it for me. And I don't feel any regret. None. Zero. I don't wish I had someone else's career. I don't wish I looked different. I don't wish I had bigger boobs. I don't wish any of that. I am so grateful that I'm an actor. For me, the why I do it or the the why does it matter yeah. always comes back for me to I I get lonely. And I love the company. And I I and I mean that company in the sense of our company together, like we're we're having each other's company, but then the idea of company in terms of a set or a theater company, or I love working with other people. I, 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 you know, I love to write for, for our class when we, when we, okay, I hate it. I get, I get scared. I'm like, no, don't make me write. No. And then like, I go, all right, just shut up and just sit down and just start, just start. And the starting helps. Right. But the reason that I really finish is because of the other people. Mm. And, and it's, I literally feel an allegiance and a responsibility to other people. And I really, that gets me through my day. And I, I have always felt that. I remember being in first grade and being in a play at the Catholic school in Greenwich Village where I went and stepping onto the stage from the hallway, which was like, we were all lined up in the hall with the mean nun and then stepping onto the stage and like my whole body, literally Risa, like sparkles went through my body. Like, like, oh, this is sacred space. Like I got it. I completely like, a, like, and I was holding a dumb vi plastic violin wearing an angel outfit. But I, I remember being like, oh, we're doing something important. This is important. And and my dad came up to me after the show and said, when's the next one? Literally, when's the next one? And I was like, oh, there's a next one. <laughs> and I can't tell you, that was, the, that was the thread, that was the rope I grabbed onto, and that is my rope. And oh. I feel like I love walking on a set. I love the combination of talent on a set the amount of hard work on a set. And I remember back to my dad, him coming to the set, I was working on a pilot in New York and he came to the set and he was, he worked in advertising. So he'd been on sets before, but not like movie sets or, you know, television sets. And he was a kind of a really hard ass, hard workaholic kind of guy. And one I wanted to impress all the time. 
And he came and he, he said, I can't believe how much focus you need to do this. Mm. I can't believe how much people do here, how much gets done in a day. And I love that. I love it. I love it in class. In class, when we meet in, in a very short amount of time, you know, three hours, three and a half hours, so much happens. Yeah, that's so true. Much gets, so much gets done. So many feelings get felt. So much growth happens. People have massive breakthroughs in front of other people who sit there and praise them with everything they have. Their hearts are open. I want to live that life. You know, I just, that's all I want. And I feel really grateful about that. Like when I work with the kids, I work with these high school kids or we do our plays, we invite the, I try to do plays so that everyone can come. So we invite the, you know, the second graders and the third graders to sit in the front row. They laugh their heads off. They're so happy. The they, actors walk into the audience and talk right to the kid in the middle of a scene. Like kids will ask questions in the middle of the play. Like, okay, let's take that question. And then let's get back to the scene. Like there's something about it that's so life affirming and joyful for me. And we live in such a rough time and people have lived in such rough times. We need it. It's a bomb. It's, it's for our spirits. And that's always been the case for me because it's always been about collaboration and community and, and, and partnership um, and having that, that's, that's that, that when I went to New York, <clears throat> that's what I craved and that's what I found. And when I yeah. did it, I realized, oh, this is everything everything if you came to your self tapes with that sense of i'm bringing you something yeah i'm here to give you something i am partnering with you even though you're not in this room with me or let's just say you're on a zoom audition i am partnering with you i'm not worried about anything else (laughs) that partnership and that collaboration is something that a a lot of actors most actors at some point and often many actors at at, at several points forget or don't even understand because you feel like that's why i hate calling it a self-tape this is not about self at all this this is this is all it means is you're you're making it um, by yourself, but ultimately you're not. Ultimately, you are in service of the story, just like the writer, just like the director, just like the producers. You you are you are in collaboration of discovery because everyone is still in the process of discovery, and you cannot do. They can't do it without you, and you can't do this without without that approach, that that mindset. And so, if you're doing it in that spirit, then you are getting what you need out of it. You are you are making this together you are offering something you are doing this in community and if if you have a a safe space to be practicing your process yeah living and flowing and and discovering and being in exploration and that's your habit i am always in exploration i am discovering i am i am learning how to live moment to moment instead of making something with results some kind of performance, something pre-planned. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you don't follow the recipe exactly the same way every time. Right. You can't because the mushrooms are a living thing and the mushrooms will change, you know, from, from minute to minute. And like I said, sometimes I put the balsamic and sometimes I don't. And, and then like, I have a million cookbooks cause I love reading cookbooks. Yeah. I love any kind of book, but I love cookbooks and I read them. And then I go off on my own and I 
you know, sometimes I'll do a recipe, but usually I add something, right? I do something that's. Yeah. And you can, you can follow a recipe and still be creative. You must be. Sure. You can follow the recipe and still be in the real time making it happen. Otherwise, why bother? Right. Like really, why bother act if you're going to be just on in a prescribed process that that where there is no place for play and freedom and aliveness and and that moment to moment. I have a student in Scene Lab who she's amazing. She is hilarious, like hilarious and hugely talented, and has been told over and over by wherever else she's studied or taken classes or whatever. You know, you need to know exactly what you're doing in every moment. Right. And, and I, you know, and, and she, she's, she's learning and she makes fun of me, but she's like, I know Sydney, you're like, I don't want to know. I don't want, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be uh, finding it every moment. And I don't know anything. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like life, like you don't know, you do not know. And if you did, where's the, where's the surprise for you? What's happening to you? What, are, what is getting revealed to you in real time? What are you experiencing? If you know everything you're going to do, then you're focused on yourself. You're not focused on your partner. You're not listening. You're not present. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, Sorry. Nobody, nobody does. You know what's interesting about what you're saying? So like, let, just looking at what ultimately happens on set or when you're doing a play and you've done all this rehearsing and now yeah. you're doing the same thing every night and you're following the same blocking and you're saying the same words and you're talking to the same people and you know, you're telling the same story. So why do you, so if you go back to theater, like why would you do that every night? Whether you're doing it for three nights or 300 nights, why would you do that every night? Because it's a, you know, it's a living, breathing thing, right? Because it's a living, breathing thing. And like, let's say you're doing Angels in America. Let's say you get lucky enough to do the play Angels in America on, you know, on a stage. Right. And, um, and you get to live in a world where you play multiple characters. You get to live in a world that was forsaken by our government. You get to live in a world filled with so much despair and so much hope with magic, with the best writing, the best dialogue, with angels crashing through the ceiling. Did you see it on Broadway? Did you get yeah. to see it? Yeah, it's like it, extraordinary, right? Yeah. How could you not want to do that every night? Because it's going to change. You're going to live and you're going to get really good at not working too hard. You're going to get good at showing up and listening and having revelatory moments in real time with other actors. And that is the gift. And that's when the sparkles happen up your body. Yes. Right. All the sparkles come on your body. Also, you get to learn how to be in the presence of an audience. Yeah. What better practice for someone auditioning with right. a room full of people where you get to the place where the audience is a warm blanket rather than a bunch of, you know, yeah. interrogators you get to change the, the the temperature in the room yeah you do you yeah. really do you get to go in and courageously and selflessly and humbly offer your mushrooms yeah 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 because they need that because they were just something was just taken away yeah and they're so scared you're, you're gonna restore it yeah and like that's restorative. Yeah, exactly. And that's ultimately what they need. They need you to remind them that this is the work that they that they started from. 
and bring them back to the heart of the work that they are there to do. And right. it, it, when you can remind them of that, when you can light something up in them, when they're sitting there shoveling a sandwich down their throat, whether they're watching you, you know, in a van while they're scouting on their little phone or whether they're, you know, in some virtual self tape, you know, I mean, audition room where they don't understand what's happening or ultimately getting back into being in a room with you. And I don't think people are going to be in a room very much at all again for a very long time if at all but they're still somewhere experiencing this and distracted by 500 things because while they're watching you they're also you know getting notes or they're getting they're being told their budget's been cut or you need to do this x y and z and so to to be able to clear the deck for them and bring them back to this thing it's it's a gift and it's the thing that's yes. going to make them go oh i want to i want i want a piece of that just the human connection of it the human presence of it it's 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 everything and i know that that's a lot of what you practice in class which is why your classes are super full and everybody wants to be there because you you create that space for that kind of work and that kind of collaboration no matter if it's a self-tape or writing exercise or whatever or, or a character exploration i would say i i that is my intention they create the space they create the space and they also create a space as a as a result of, you know, coming to the summits and hearing what we talk about at BGB as our focus. And, you know, I remember Steve saying the other day, you know, if this isn't what you want, if this isn't what, you know, if you don't believe that this stuff is true, I can't help you. <laughs> like there's there's really there's really a lot to be said for um people being willing to to surrender their ideas of how it should go or what they told me like i said my student who's just the most beautiful actress who has so much to offer and is has been penned in by rules and and she's afraid to break her rules that were given to her yeah and, and i get it i totally totally get it like yeah. just beats you need these beats well what if there weren't beats? If you look at sports, if you look at dance, yeah. if you look at music, those are disciplines and practices sure. where yes. you need to know the play. You need yes. to know the song. You yes. need to know the choreography. You, you know? need to know the script. And you as an actor, you, yes. you need to know the circumstances yes. that you're in. You can't really yes. change those. That's yes. Those are givens. But then you're coming, your entry point, your DNA, your body of experience, the way you walk through the world, your look, your whole, your voice, the way you think, all of that rubbing up against that material is gold. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, that's the alchemy of it. You know, that's the that's the creating the recipe of of out of what this is. It's it's uh, or surrendering the recipe or, 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 or interpreting it. That's your, that's your job and, and responsibility. And that's where the, the good stuff happens, man. It, it, it really it is. And, I, te I, I teach high school students, as you know, and one of the things I love about high school students is they don't know anything yeah. about, they have no like, oh, well, you're supposed to do it like that. Like they don't have that. So you give them material, like I will give them Romeo and Juliet, and they just throw it away like it's like, yeah, whatever Shakespeare, I'm just gonna bring myself. And you know, we'll work through like, okay, what am I literally saying here? What's happening? What's, you know, what's the deal? But then the the originality of expression, the 
the like vibrancy of the the work that it's running through them with freedom that they have no rules that they're just like fuck it i'm romeo i love you juliet and i'm this young you know like dumb guy who isn't really thinking too hard and i i love my own body and just like that sense of freedom and and elegance in the work that isn't bound by rules let's get back to the place where we don't know anything when we work on something we don't don't have any you don't know you're in discovery you're learning it now yeah be in the question be in the discovery yeah. be in the process of right. it you know and not what if be in the what if what if this yeah yeah yeah, because it, it's it's we're not saying throw preparation or or, no. or work or or throw the work out the window or throw the story let's out the window. Let's change the preparation. Yeah. Let's change how we prepare. Let's let's prepare from a place of 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 collage and making and sautéing and and walking. Like I'll go out and walk with my sides. Like if I get a, if I get an audition. If I, if I get an audition, I go outside and I stop all the presses and I stop thinking and I just start walking and I let my body take over because mm -hmm. I am a thinker. Like I will sit there and I will think and I will write and I, it's like insanity. So I got to get it in my body. Now, and Clay takes a ball and bounces it as he walks. So he gets out of his head. The head thing is, is killer. Because you don't act with your head exclusively. No. You act with your whole being, your emotional life, your spirit, your body. Your body you know? listens, right. Yeah. 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 So physicalizing. And yeah, I mean, preparation <clears throat> needs to be free and creative, you know, and, and give yourself that time, at least a little bit of time to be able to do that. You don't have to map this thing yeah, out. And have the willingness to find out what the material is find out yeah you, know, you don't know and don't judge the character yeah and that's what that's the great thing about class and i think that's the great thing about your classes and the way we approach it all at the studio to be in that discovery and to be to 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 be bold enough to say I'm going to try it this way to be bold enough to say, this is my point of view of this. This is what it feels like for me. You know, this is where this lives he, in, in me. This is what fills me up about this to be willing to do that, to take ownership of it. Like the actors we all love. If you're talking yes. about loving Carrie Mulligan and we yeah. love Viola Davis and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, yeah. with oh, and then have you seen Judas and Judas and the black Messiah? I haven't seen it yet. <sighs> Those perform like I can't. Daniel Kaluuya's performance is extraordinary, but you can yeah. feel he's living. He's a living human being, and that's the thing. It's like so. How is that different from your self tape? You have to work at that level, and and it's not even a, like a threat or a challenge. You have to work at that level. It's just it's a kind of work. It's a kind of living, breathing, experiential work that he, that he said. He said in an interview. I don't remember where, because I think he was nominated for the Golden Globe and then for the Academy Award. And, right. and they were asking him and they were, he was like, I tried really, really hard. I just tried and tried and tried. And that's how I worked on it. And I just, I was like, it made me cry because it was so childlike on some level. Like I just tried really hard and I really worked hard on it. And I thought, yeah. Now, did he give us all his secrets of how he did that? No, he's just answering the question. 
but that's your journey is how do you work on your work? How do you work on your work? How are you showing up? How are you going to find your way into what you just said, which is try it like this, try it like this. A lot of actors don't even feel like they have permission or the time to play. And it's called a play. And instead it's, it's a root canal because you've got to have a ring light and you've got it right. Yeah. And, and, and like a ring light reminds me of the dentist. <laughs> I don't want to go to the dentist. How do you act with that in your face? And I, I've talked to a couple <laughs> of cinematographers about it and they're horrified. Yes. Like, how has this become standard? I would, they would, they would never use fear. It's all fear-based. It's fear-based. It's yeah. fear. If I don't have this, then I don't have this. And it's bullshit. Well, what it is, it blinds you. Yes. And is, is that how you want to act from a place no. of being blinded? <laughs> no, but also I remember when I was younger and, you know, there was no, there was no self tapes, right? Yeah. There was barely taping you in the room, right? right there right. was, there was no, there was no on camera classes. They didn't have all this stuff. There was nothing. We literally had nothing. We had three channels. There wasn't even Fox. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. There was nothing. And I remember uh, feeling like I have to know from the inside whether this scene works. I have to know from my scene partner whether this scene is working. I will know if my partner is changing and reacting and listening and responding and all the things that happen with your partner. I'm not going to find it from watching myself on a self-tape. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. No, or, or feeling like you're so isolated in this bubble with this blinding light, that, you know, where you're standing in front of a, a, a wall and, and, and how can you be human, messy, creative? How can you do the work that any, that we're talking about, the real impulsive, stuff. have an impulse and follow like it, yeah. an unplanned moment that is gold. How can you have any of that if you're you know, if you're rigidly like, I'm following this, this recipe, you can't. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's a, it's so a- That's time, that's time and practice. That is time and practice. And, and, time and, and practice. practice. Practicing a certain way, because I also know people who are like, I'm doing the self-tape every day, but like, you know, but, but how do you, but how are you doing the self-tape? Because if you're doing it from a place of just being performative and, you know, having that kind of disconnect happen and per, here's, I'm, I'm showing you my stuff, then you're not in really wholly in the experience. And you know, when you get on set and you've got to do the same thing over and over and over and over again, sometimes you do have the luxury of shooting one scene all day. I mean, not, not always, but if you, but if you do have that and you do like, so we've got our master and we've got to match that. And now you have to think technically, I remember when I directed Martha Plimpton, in 200 cigarettes, I was so blown away by, I mean, I knew her and I loved her and all that, but I was so blown away by her ability to, you know, Joan Allen was the same way. People, I just like- To repeat. To, to, to do it again, to yeah. understand, like, I have to pick this up on this yeah. line. I have yeah. to sit down here, but I, in your but, body. Again, but not to let those things define it. Right. Those are, those are just, you know, th those things happen for a reason. Yeah. Like the when you're doing a play, you, I, yeah. I'm picking this up on this line and I'm moving over here and sitting down here because that's the, but now how do you fill that? And so I think when you bring that kind of approach to, to an audition or self tape, you're actually going, I understand all of these physical conditions or circumstances that I have to adhere to, but how do I do that and actually look at them as just the structure that hold me, that are the container and the space, that sacred space, 
in which I get to find the scene and live the scene and, 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 and the relationship. And then that stuff actually becomes a help to me. It becomes my support because I know that it's going to hold me and contain me. And I know the camera's here and the light's here. And like all of that becomes this wonderful dance that I do. That's my choreography. That's my playbook in, in sports. That is my music that I follow. And within that now, I get to come alive, you know, and, and that's I don't have to worry about those things. That is taken care of. Yeah. Part of what I try to do, and I, I think I, I did it out of innocence when I was younger, and, and I just forget about all that shit. Like, I, I know you're supposed to be able to hit your mark and get your light and all those things, but I remember thinking, okay, if I'm thinking about that, then I'm really not in my world and I'm not in my scene, so I'm going to trust that my body will find those things. And I'm not going to think about where the camera is. And I'm not going to think about how it looks or anything else. No, some, really, somebody's doing that for you. Someone's doing that stuff for me. And if I've set myself tape up my space, my sacred space, and I'm just walking into something that's already pre-set up and I don't have to think about it, then I have the time in the room to do what you just said, which yeah. is discover play and make something original, my own original independent film. It's right. That's right. Two Big minutes film. and thirty seconds long. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody right. gets to experience that. You get to you get to give them that rather than something that's rigid and and, and stress filled and yeah. and freaked out. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that is practice. And I also think that the more sacred space you can create in your life in pockets, so that you're in the practice of being in sacred mm -hmm. space. That, you know, even like this is sacred space right now. What we're having right now, our time that we've carved out to listen and, 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 and share with each other is dedicated sacred space. Mm, I it love just, that. It is. And, yeah. and making time in your day to, to have that, like some people like to sit in the morning and do their morning pages. My son is doing that like crazy. He's making music like crazy while he's in college taking four classes and clan are just like, how does he know to do that? Like, I didn't know to do that. Because he has you as parents, that's maybe, why. Maybe, maybe, yes. but there's also just like his generation is different from our generation. Like his, his sense of, of the importance yeah. of making, of making something every day is really, it's vital in him. And like, if we can all, as our, as our, as artists, as, as teachers, as collaborators, you know, make room every day intentionally make room so that when you get in the self-tape space it's just like you walked out of one sacred space and into another and your you know your kitchen is sacred space your garage is sacred space somebody's zoom room is sacred space and and if we can look at each other as sharers rather than takers i think we, i think we make a we make a little step towards what we need to be doing. Yeah. And I think class, being in class, being willing to, you know, be, be teachable, to, to witness others' growth, to share that, to have a heart with each other, to, you know, to listen to people talk about what kind of pain they're in or their, their successes or, you know, someone doesn't have cancer, they're fine, like, there's something just, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. Mm. I wouldn't.
and bring that in the room. So you have, you're teaching a number of classes at the studio. Yes. So talk a little bit about Scene Study Lab, because that's the class that I'm really intrigued by, and I know that you, you're passionate about it. So Scene Lab is, um, it's, it's back to the wilderness conversation. Like I, I, needed a, I needed a place to go where I could do some Tennessee Williams or, or August Wilson or whoever it is that you want to work on, uh, because no one else is going to let you really do that. There's, there's, there's most, most of what you're going to do is, is NCIS Los Angeles or a commercial or, you know, general hospital or, or whatever you're auditioning for. It, the, the thing that brought me to, to the work in the first place was my love of great writing and, um, and great stories. And so you can work on film scripts, you can work on plays, you can work on one thing throughout the month or many things throughout the month, it's dealer's choice. I basically, I will pick out six or seven scripts for the month as a suggestion. And then if none of that works for you, go find your own material, it's, it's fine. Um, we work in cold reading uh, lab, which is all about discovery, impulse, practicing, exploration. We work in uh, an exploratory mode. In, in week two, we always do some kind of sensory work and um, original uh, writing work where actors are able to speak from character in an unscripted and very impulsive way. In week three, we do um, an audition from whatever material you've chosen and you prepare it as if you're going to an audition in a Zoom room. And in week four, we do self-tapes. So either we make a self-tape outside of class or, and you, and you submit it and then we, we adjust it when we meet in class and retape it, or we, we tape while we're in class. So you get two takes, only two takes, make it happen. Um, and so that's the work. And it's, it's really about, um, getting out of performance mode and into exploration mode. And people are actually coming into class and, and telling us that they've booked jobs. And, mm. you know, it's really, it's lovely. It's a lovely group. Huge thank you to Sydney for this amazing conversation. Sydney is an integral part of our BGB community as a teacher and just all-round creative force and is such a gift to actors who train and collaborate with her. To get into class with Sydney, just apply at BraymanGarciaBraun.com and we'll make it happen. Thank you so much for listening. We know that you're feeling the stress of these challenging and uncertain times. We are too. And it's possible that you have no idea how to nourish yourself as an actor, as an artist in all of this. And we're here to tell you that that's okay. Everyone we know in and around this industry is feeling all that. And we want you to know that we're here to help. Every month we open up our online studio doors and invite you to join us for a virtual workshop where we dismantle and reconfigure your approach to your craft, the industry, auditions, booking, self-tapes, and taking care of your creative soul. It's our mission to make you feel empowered and confident, even excited about what's ahead and what you can do right now. So join Steve and me online, meet our amazing teachers, find out what actions you can take in order to thrive, and let us guide you to the success you're looking for. To reserve your spot, check out the summit link in our show notes to sign up. Space is limited, but we want you to be there, so click the link. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. 
If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. Come visit us online at thebgbstudio.com. Jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful.